This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This is the Baby Podcast. We might be childhood friends and I might drag you down the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy kid so I get out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose. But I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's a me. It's happening. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just getting a blurb to be better. Okay, that's fine. Later on. Doing the fucking work because you can, apparently. Sure. I'll believe you. Um, Shouldn't swear. We should say that uh, it's the boys. It's the strange bedfellows. We're uh, recording live. Yeah, from Danbury, as always. Beautiful Danbury. Yeah, beautiful Danbury. Connecticut. And guess what? It's uh, the original home of podcasting. Sorry, I wasn't talking to the mic that whole time. I was getting that um, little speech ready to text to you. Perfect. Um, it's, it's back to school. It's the original home of podcasting, Danbury, Connecticut. It's back to school. All the kids are at the library today, like playing. It looks like Call of Duty on the over <laughs> in the like computer area. Yeah, I, like the, they're having like a LAN party. It looks so much fun. <laughs> like it looks like so much fun. Danbury Library, it just it offers uh, podcasting booths for old men, yeah. <laughs> and then all the boys can have a LAN party where yeah, they, they play, play Call like, of Duty. It might be Roblox, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, what I was going to say is it's back to school, but it's still hot out, which means that we've got time for one last, inst- one last gasp, one last this splash. Is, it's pathetic. What? What's happening? What? That we're still in the summer of Sandra. It's after Labor Day. <laughs> It's well into September when we're recording this. Well, is this I can't imagine when it's going to come out. Wearing white after Labor Day? Yeah. Continuing the summer of Sandra. <laughs> like, it's into, such a faux pas. What's, what's after September? October? Yeah, we would. Jesus! <laughs> Wait, is that going to happen for listeners? It might. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math, especially if we do simple plan. That's tough. That's a tough hit. It's still the summer of Sandra. Uh, bear with us. It's because of global warming. So it's that's fun. It's because of global warming. Yeah, it's El Nino. <laughs> we have some, I guess we should share though. Yeah. We're going to stop. No, this is the last one. And we're going to, we've got some ideas. We have some, some, just the beginnings of some ideas. I think we'll probably want listener feedback on these ideas. Yeah. 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 Well, do we want to say them now or no? No, no, no. Let's save it for the end. No, because no. it's where we're headed next. I know? think we just have to put it in the Facebook group because if for we'll folks, it, we'll put it in the Facebook group too. We'll announce yeah. where we put, could potentially be headed next at the end of the episode, Perfect. and then we'll put it in the Facebook group. And you can come join the Facebook group if you're not in there already. Yeah, and then people who are living three weeks in the future and hear th- this episode three weeks before it comes out, and then see the post in the Facebook group, will be like, "Oh, great, that worked really well. That kind of synced up super good." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can guess where they would, what they would guess. <laughs> well, we could wait. We'll put it in the Facebook group. We have some ideas, and you've either have heard them or not. But it's uh, it's we're going to do another content block. We'll do after the summer of Sandra. Something. And you know why? Partially, it's not because summer's over. It's because Sandra's no, it's... over. And I don't mean Sandra's over. She's America's sweetheart. But yeah. we did watch all of her movies. Not all of them. Um, we didn't watch the one where <laughs> uh, she. Like helps a football boy become like a professional football player, but you know what? That yeah, one's got we, some heat on it right now. That we one's got some that. heat on it, and it's like really hard to justify. A because of the heat, and B, uh, like in terms of like its genre, yeah. which is not nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a football movie. That one's a skip. 
Um, yeah. We skipped some others, but we watched this one. Yeah. An early Summer of Sandra Ugh. classic. This movie is called Love Potion Number no. 9. And some dude. It, with some dude, you want to know what Sarah told me? I guess anyone could know this in the same way that Sarah did because she just looks shit up. Yeah. That's Sandra's boyfriend. The man in this movie was Sandra's long-term boyfriend at the time. At the time? Are they still together? No. <laughs> yeah. She dumped him for that white supremacist. Did she? The motorcycle guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Jesse James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might be libel. I don't know if he's a white supremacist. Uh, he might not be. I'll believe the thing. Or that he might be. I'll believe the thing that you've called him. <laughs> I'll just say it just cleanly. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. James. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's current or former husband. Yes. May or may not be a white supremacist. Right. And we don't know. Yeah. And you can bleep it. Yeah. Just to be safe. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll look it up. Some dude's in this. He's Sandra Bullock's boyfriend at the time, apparently. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and they both look like shit. They it's, Speaking, we... They did. Uh, they made Sandra look like shit. Like, it's a, a running joke. They made Sandra look like shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, actually, let me run this theory by you. It's uh, Love Potion number nine. We He's Hercules, Hercules, by early the way, Sandra guy. You he, and he I... He has, like, no movie credits except he was Disney's Hercules in okay. Disney's Hercules. You and I... And he still trots it out for, like, the Kingdom Hearts games. At this point, I think it's fair to say, are the world experts on Sandra Bullock outside of Sandra Bullock and maybe Jesse James. Yeah, and Disney's Hercules. And Disney's Hercules. Yeah. We know more about Sandra than probably she Most knows people. about herself. Yeah. Most people. Who's her, who's her most common co-host? Is there an easy way to figure that out? Okay. I, I, a lot of other people would have thought that was the preamble to saying something, but you seem to think that I just finished there, <laughs> that I just wanted to kind of put that out on the record, and now we're done with it. <laughs> most frequent co-star. But, uh, but I guess I should now say that that's not true. I did have a, a thought that I was going to say. Ooh kind of ancillary to that. That was kind of uh, Which co-star did Sandra Bullock have a hard time working with since she had such a big crush on him? Keanu. Is you think that's right? Obviously. Wow, this is a lot of text. It's Keanu. Just trust me. She's, it's Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> and they, that's the answer. But listen, we're world experts on Sandra Bullock. And one thing we know about Sandra is that in every movie, she it's like important for her to like, quote unquote, look like shit. And yeah. it's like, oh, they do she it. looks like shit, but she's a babe. But I think that the reason episode, for that is because this is one of her earliest movies, and she actually did look like shit. And she's like always trying to recapture that magic. They actually made her look like fucking they ass. They do a in pretty good movie. job. It, like it doesn't always work because clearly, like it was meant for like. 1993 screens. Yeah. Like you can see the little bit of putty they put between her teeth <laughs> to make it look like she has gap teeth. Yeah. But. Um, they did the best they job do really anyone's job. ever like, done, she, and a lot she, of like, people have tried. Trim her facial hair for yeah. a couple weeks, and like, <laughs> well, she it's like got bush, big bush. We, Sarah and I were trying to analyze on her. It. They gave her like extra bushy eyebrows, and then they she's got like she's got a little bit of something in her lip. The like the big gap between her. They teeth. give her like really good bad fake teeth. She yeah. doesn't look. Big I think it's glasses. not even that she looks bad. It's that I know that that's Sandra under there. Well, and it doesn't take and it's long for her to... The effect is jarring. But she gets more... Let's talk about the movie. Okay, that is talking about the I movie. I know, I'm just saying, it quickly, she becomes not a dork. Yeah. And it's under dicey circumstances. <laughs> this movie's a fucking ride. I think it's actually fine. She she finds a way... So we should... I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But she does take advantage of the fact that she becomes beautiful. Yeah. And she does find a way to justify it. And you know what? Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. I was saying to Sarah, tell me if this is okay to say or whether we need to bleep all of it. I think I think it's not just okay to say, but like good to say. Like I should get a fucking award. There goes my hero for me saying this. Hit, hit me. I think that it's although there are many things that are kind of formulaic and in retrospect, problematic about this film. I thought that it was a breath of fresh air that they decided that even though she's like a nerdy scientist, she fucks. Oh, yeah. She she fucks a lot of – she fucks a lot. But yeah. no, like even early on – even yeah, before she takes the like love a, potion. A, she's got like a booty buddy. call. Yeah. yeah. And Some it, like dude from her past who like doesn't treat her well. But I like, thought that was brave. I've almost never seen that stereotype. You know, like the moment. like what is it? Ugly duckling stories. Yeah. Like 
early on, like, the point is that the Ugly Duckling can't get a date. Ugly Duckling doesn't fuck in that story. I haven't read it in a this while. This movie's so complex. I gotta, we'll get into the magic system because it's not an Ugly Duckling story. They want you to think it is. Yeah. But it's like a Disney-like villain story. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like can a see Disney that. movie. Yeah, it's kind of a Disney movie. She's literally a princess at some point. Yeah, and there's like literally like a villain who like wears a snake ring and uses magic potions to like what a control ride. people. What a ride! Woo, I, we got to get into it. Thought this was gonna suck, and it didn't. It it was not a perfect Let's film. Do, we we but. sort of did dramatic persona. Yeah, it's Sandra Sanders and her boyfriend and Hercules. Yeah, and then um. That's it. There's a uh, Roma woman. Yeah, sure. Yes, there are other actors in the film. And then there's two bad guys. Yes. Two ba- two big bad guys. Wait, two? There's the oaf. The oaf. There's a lot of oafs in Sandra movies. The guy she who tricks who gives her love potion number nine and she, whom she almost marries at the end of the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a trickster. The guy yeah. wearing the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the um, opportunist woman. Who's actually oh, yeah. great. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's um, – uh, her Hercules is bad guy. Yeah. We should say the plot because I think a lot of people haven't seen this one. You should – I would give it a watch. It's pretty interesting. It's based on the song. It's based on a song. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. I spun up that idea in my head a little bit last night. Like what are some other sort of like songs uh, as I've got the vehicles? answer for you. I've got two answers off the dome. Yeah. One uh, – Monster Mash. R.I.P. Steve Harwell but All-Star. Yeah, I was thinking classic love songs, but you're going if I if we wanted to make a movie and it would be around the same like distance in time, I think yeah. about like a classic song from the past. Would you not want to see All Star dramatized? I'm, I don't know if I know the song well enough to know like what the plot of it is. Okay, well let me throw you another one, and then we. What can about l- Cakes the Distance? It could kind of be about like Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah, that's good. And I think maybe like sex. I, really I think we've been over this. Either. Yeah. I <laughs> or master Oh, it's about masturbation. That's, That's what it. you think. We looked it up. It's not. Um it's just weird that you think that. <laughs> I think it's about masturbation. Which would be interesting for a Sandra vehicle. Listen, I have the actual answer. All Star was a head fake. It was to get me off on Yeah. I want you to consider this picture. Ready? Yeah. Mambo number five. It's sort of that would be a perfect movie. Tell it would me it be wouldn't. a spiritual squeakle, I think, to Love Potion number nine. Yeah, you can feel the call of it, right? It's and the- it's that he has, as a microbiologist, so we should explain the plot of this movie. He and Sandra, Hercules and Sandra are microbiologists. They're microbiologists. On a bachelor's weekend, Hercules goes to yeah. a fortune teller. It's a very odd choice they make. I think that they're aware of how funny it is. But the voiceover goes... About once a month, my friends and I get together and do something different for fun. Sometimes we go bowling or miniature golf or a movie or something. One night, we went down to a gypsy palm reader on 34th and Vine. (laughs) And And they do. They do. And And he's told that he will never get love and she sells him love potion number eight. Yeah. What? I thought the movie was called Love Potion. Yeah, I nine. thought so too. Oh God, I thought they've made a terrible mistake. They misread the Someone number of the up. love potion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that it's – and I guess as we describe the movie, we should probably start to pick apart the magic system. Oh, I want that. Yeah, very much. Because we've already got our first Because we need to potion. know what the other love potions are. Here's love potion number eight and here's the rules around it. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the rules. But wait, first tell me – What's that Craig David song where he's like talking about every different day of the week? Oh yeah, Monday I am going no, that's to the cure. bed. <laughs> that's the cure. Tuesday, Stop Wednesday, it. yeah. But is that like a different girl every day? Because it could be that too. But I like Mambo Number no. Five for that because it's like there's just like Pratt Falls, right? There's like Monica. He's got Monica on his mind, but who's coming over? Sandra in the sun. You know. I just feel like there's legs there. I think it's good. I think at the end of this movie, they've gotten rid of all the the love potion number nine and eight. Does he say Sandra in the sun? Do you think that's about Summer of Sandra? Yeah, that's Sandra Bullock. Do you think that's literally... I'm trying to help you develop this movie. Okay, fine, 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 fine. It's a sequel to love potion number nine. He's gotten rid of all the love potions. Yes. Too dangerous. Yeah. But he can't forget the principles behind it. He can't forget the science. And he becomes obsessed. Yeah. And he develops a song a like song an infernal magic. Ma- mambo 
Wow. That instills the magic of Love Potion number eight. Okay, but that's within good. the like, yeah, the core. So he just has to sing Mamba number five. So the rules of this and it summons and women. Tell me, let's get into the magic lore here. The rules are with well, number eight. If the you first speak, potion he acquires is number eight. You spray it in your mouth. It it affects your vocal cords. Yeah. And anyone of the opposite sex who hears regardless your voice. of sexual orientation, yeah. you discover. <laughs> Will be immediately attracted, attracted to you, uh, hopelessly. Yeah, and if you do just a little, yeah. they'll just be like attracted yeah. to you as though someone were attracted to you. Like, yeah, interested in you, interested in what. But you if have you to like say. mainline it, they just if you like, mainline it, they will come at you. Yeah, yeah, um, and that happens a couple times. It's actually, I think we should probably discuss whether or not we want to include some of Sandra's like pretty dodgy science in the summer of Sandra. Yeah, because she does give a girl monkey. Yeah. Potion number eight. Right. And it does cause a boy monkey to run into the room and hump her cage so much that he nearly dies. Yeah. And it does. No one dies, but it definitely does feel. It's played for laughs. Bad. But it feels bad just overall. <laughs> feels like a bad thing to do to um, yeah. anyone or anything. Yeah. Well, and monkeys. And monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Pretty grim. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, but we know, know the rules. So. So here's the rules to love potion number eight. Yeah. You give it to somebody. You give it to yourself. You give it to yourself, and everyone of the opposite gender becomes attracted to you for four hours. Right. If they hear your voice, it trigger it stimulates some little follicles. Four in their hours. Ear. Yeah. In that time, they will be in love with you. Afterwards, the charm will wear. It off. wears off, but it's not like um, friends. In yeah, it's not like the, the friends spell, spell friends. in D and D. So for, for the friends spell in D and D, the way that it works is they are charmed in a similar way that they just they are like well disposed towards you. Yeah. But when it wears off, they know that they've been manipulated, and usually and they're, they're mad about mad it. about it. But in this, like in this, it doesn't seem like they're people they're, are only mad when they've been like conned, which almost everyone is by yeah the like trickster woman right yeah yeah who she just like figures that out the science of it and just like takes it all the time and like <laughs> she's great persuades men to like put Give her all, all their, their valuables shit. in the trunk of her car it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> she's really funny she gets hers at the end though yeah she actually she doesn't no she learns funny. that she can sort of like enthrall and command an army of men yeah it's pretty good and i don't do Very we ever see what message. happens with that I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe the sequel is like. Uh, I think that? she's literally in command of like an Movie army of Brad like 200 Pitt. men, including like armed police officers. That has Z in it. And then they're like World War Z. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, back to the main plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, love potion number eight. That's the rules. They're not. Oh, and uh, and the... if you take too much of it, yeah, the opposite sex will want to come hump you so badly that they will stop at nothing to do it. Yeah. Which we discovered actually has a secret side effect of enthralling the opposite sex. Yeah, you can get them to do them. anything you want. But but it, also the opposite gender. The, the same gender. Sorry, the same gender mm-hmm. will Is mad at you. you. And again, this is despite sexual orientation. At the 27-minute mark, yeah. Sandra is experimenting mm-hmm. with love potion number eight. And she's trying to get out of a bunch of tickets. Yeah. And she goes to, like, the insurance company. And she walks up to the cubicle of a man that they do everything in their power, in their 1992 power, to communicate as a gay man. Yeah. He's got, like, pictures of himself with his husband. He's got, like, <laughs> hunk posters, like, up in his cubicle. <laughs> yeah. He's listening to YMCA. Yeah. And she, like, does it to him. Right. And, tr- like, manages to, like, trick him. Absolutely. Like, immediately falls that's, in love. That's also Powerful. pretty, like, immoral. <laughs> Excuse me. Who would be Ms. Marino's supervisor? Uh, that would be um, the district manager, Dick Webster. Well, the whole thing he is pretty like sh- more. Shook that man's entire foundation. <laughs> they had this. So I, I, I want to talk about. Well, he the probably morality. went home to his husband. He's like, I don't love. I, oh yeah, that's brutal. My entire identity is like. I hadn't thought about destroyed. That. You know. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And they so <laughs> early on in the film, I had remarked to Sarah because they were like. Uh, early on, the nerdy uh, Hercules, and they make him look like shit yeah, too. He, but they don't give him false teeth; they just like no. part his hair bad, and it works. If you haven't seen the movie, the the guy he looks exactly like is the guy who's not the short 
nerdy round guy in Peep Show. It's the other guy yes, who's in Peep that's Show. That's exactly who he looks like. Uh, Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. He's either Mitchell or Webb. Yeah. He early on is like horribly rejected at a bar by a babe who's like really mean to him. And then yeah, she's he, really mean. A, as really a biochemist, he and... She said all the things she said to him. If she, someone yeah. said that to me, that would really hurt my feelings. I would be really hurt. Well, you're right. Um, we're not really suited for each other. And uh, so I'll just go and get myself a chemical girl. I'm sorry. I was just trying to make a point. I tell you what, I'll go home with you tonight and be your total sex slave. If you can answer one question correctly. All right. Who designed this top? I wouldn't know. But bye now. Yeah, it's it's pretty hurtful. As a biochemist, he decides that he like gets the love potion, and instead of like doing standard love potion stuff, he's like, we have to study this, and it's like our duty to like do experiments with it. They decide to experiment on themselves, and then he goes to the bar, and I and I turned to Sarah and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like. It's, I guess it's fine for us to watch it, but it's going to be tough to deal with the fact that he's basically going to, like, magic potion this woman into sleeping with him. Oh, yeah, but then he doesn't. But then he doesn't. He just, like, makes her, like, he does be into him and, he, and then, like, rejects her. So then why don't we just get out of here? Okay, I'll go home with you. I'll go home with you, and I'll be everything you've ever wanted in a man. If you can answer one question correctly. What? How do you synthesize a methylated alkaloid? I don't know. (laughs) Bye now. And I was like, oh, good. The film does have a moral center. And then the next scene is like, <laughs> like <laughs> exterior, a sorority house. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a montage where he, it's, it's a long sequence outside of a sorority house where it's doing like Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. And the lights in the house are going on, yeah. on as he's going room to room. Um, having sex with young women um, yeah. and it's hilarious it's the movie's it, like this is the funniest thing he gets arrested <laughs> for panty raid laws I learned a lot that night I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about women I also learned about a rarely known panty raid law which prohibits men to be in a sorority house after 9pm and in the next scene it's he's tough. like sorry yeah but so that's the thing. They both decide that they are going to love potion number nine each other. But what we know is that no, they, they're not going to. They're, they're, they're sorry. Gonna they're going to do everything love in their power to not love potion number. They themselves. can't speak in front of one right. another. Right. They're going to try it themselves, but they won't fall in love with each other. But what we know is that they are perfect for each other. Of course. He's always been in love with her too. He admits that at the beginning of the movie. And the reason we know this is that at the 15 minute mark, we see both of their apartments. I don't know why I said the mark, it's very visual, but it shows that they have the same art and she is reading Nausea by Jean-Paul Sartre and he is reading Being in Nothingness by Jean-Paul Sartre, which leads me to say- Two completely different books. Tanner, that I have a great story about Being in Nothingness by Jean-Paul Sartre. How could you possibly? I have a great story, and it's an original story. oxymoron. (laughs) It's great. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. So good. (laughs) Okay, where to start? Um, Let's see. Do you know who Hubert Dreyfus is, the philosopher? No. He's a Berkeley philosopher who's a world expert on Heidegger. Recently passed. Known anti-Semite Heidegger. Sure. This is actually – this story touches on that. (laughs) Great. When I interviewed Hubert Dreyfus Mm -hmm. many years ago for an article that I never published. Sure. Why would you? uh, But he and I spent a pretty lovely couple of days driving around Berkeley in his uh, fancy car. Sounds great. Talking about his experiences with the philosopher Heidegger. Who he knew. Whom he knew. Mm -hmm. He's an old man then. Yes, sure. The Heidegger died a long time ago, right? Yes. Heidegger, after the war, everyone was like, the big one. you're bad. The first one? No, the, the, the second one, one. Yeah. That was relevant to his 
Everyone was like, you're bad. You suck. You're yeah. terrible. And so he was like, had fallen racism? out of favor with everyone. Everyone sure. hated him. Yeah. Meanwhile, John Paul Sartre had written Being a Nothingness, which was inspired directly by Heidegger's work. Okay. I can't believe you're letting me tell this is there whole more, story. Is there more to the story? <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping it lands. And so Heidegger wrote this like cloying letter to John Paul Sartre where he was oh, like, sure it's oh, seething. being a nothingness, it's so good. I can't – you're the only one who understands me because he wanted to get back into the good graces oh, okay. of he like the philosophical actually, he was, community. He wasn't mad. Well, he had written this letter. It's on record. But what Hubert Dreyfus told me is that when he went to um, to visit Heidegger, Heidegger had being a nothingness on the table of his office. And Hubert Dreyfus was like, oh, being a nothingness, what do you think? And Heidegger was like, I haven't read this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he would be a prick, uh, mostly because of the anti-Semitism. Um, yeah. Thank you for letting me uh, get through that whole story. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Anything to get Robert Dreyfus's name out there. Hubert. Love potion number nine. <clears throat> she uses it on a gay man. Where are my notes here? Where are we? He, she does. I, it's it's so tricky to talk about, and I guess we'll just kind of have to put the ethics of all of this aside. Yeah, she does a good job of experimenting with love potion number nine. She and does. She a uses good job. it to get just like test rich, yeah. and get a makeover oh, see, and yeah. start dating like the literal prince auto of manufacturers and the prince of England. Yeah, in a, in two weeks. Yeah, and he uses it the bad way. Like he tries to like get revenge on a woman at a club. Yeah. He does extremely questionable things for... at a sorority yeah. and gets arrested and then gets tricked. Gets tricked by both the bad guy, good guy, yeah. who figures out the love potion number nine, eight scheme, yeah. goes to the Roma woman yeah. and says, can I have some? Yeah. And he buys the whole bottle. Right. And then he gets tricked by the trickster <laughs> who also uses love potion to steal all his stuff, including the love potion number eight, which I guess gets us to... Love Potion number Love nine. Love Potion number nine. Yeah. And I'm not sure that this was intended by the song. The whole, the, everything leading up to no, Like Love the magic system, nine. I'm not sure. I have, it's well, been a while. they have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed they didn't dig deeper. Like, I, I want to know about Love Potion number well, let's one, see if we two, can, three, do you think four, we five, can, six, and seven. Do you think we can... Let's explain the, lo- the potion. Let's explain the rules behind love potion number nine. First. What is it the guy said? Backtrace. Do you think we can backtrace what the other love potions are with the information that we have about eight and nine? Here's what nine does. Yeah. Nine is like the one ring. It's the one ring to rule the most. Yes, exactly. You spray it in the mouth. You have to give it to somebody who you suspect is under the thrall of somebody else or even just somebody who you think loves you. And in yeah, you giving gotta, it to them, get it in them. They will realize. Then that you gotta they love kiss you, them. Then you have to kiss them. Yeah. And within five minutes, they will realize that they love you, and you will be together for the rest of the life. If uh, rest of your lives, unless yeah, they don't they actually don't love, love you. you. So you both have to be in real love. Yeah. Or have have been in real love at some point. If you ever loved each other, and you both take this potion, you will love each other again as much as you ever loved each other. Are you absolutely sure she was in love with you? Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Why? If you both take this potion and you are in love with her, but she never really was in love with you, you will love her for the rest of your life. And she will hate you for the rest of hers. And then let's see what goes wrong. Well, it's problematic because it's still like, it's still drug induced love it's still like non-consensual in a way <laughs> he he sprays yeah of course I, I, we have to put the ethics aside. no i know i know I, i'm not even saying it like to be to pontificate i just like just it's a it, as a matter of I'm interest i'm trying to pick apart the magic system yeah okay here. yeah you're right because you're right. something else happens in that he manages to get the love potion with the help of the maid of honor <laughs> yeah who just accepts all of this. we should say why why what why he needs to get number nine because Sandra, Sandra and he briefly there's do a montage fall in love. They don't really dwell on it any more than we have. They're like, oh, it turns out at some point they fall in love. There's a montage. They like they, go on a they couple. They really dates. meditate on the immoral, compelled, 
like sex and relationships. Yeah. And they breeze by the like genuine, <laughs> beautiful, yeah. like non-compelled relationship. It's a, a, a weird choice. They forget to have like it seemed like they were filming this movie and they're like, oh, we forgot to have them fall in love. So we'll do like a one minute montage. It's a one minute where they're just like going like, on dates. They go on dates. They end up in bed. They're doing crosswords on Sunday mornings. Yeah, like that's they're gonna, it. Like be together for the rest of their lives. He but, decides that he's going to marry her. Yeah. All but of then a sudden discovers that she throws him over. For the booty call man from the beginning, who Howdy. it turns out has stolen a love potion and, and got her in his thrall. Here's and what's then, gone wrong. Now we need number nine. And here's where the movie sort of loses its own plot a little bit too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the maid of honor suspects something is going on. Yeah. Immediately believes the love potion thing. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Also, all of his male friends – at first, don't believe him, but then they all get tricked. Yeah. And then they're all on board, too. So he's right. got a whole crew yeah. coming into this wedding. <laughs> Sandra drinks the love potion number nine. Correct. Step one. Right. But it's dangerous Delivered because if she didn't really love him, she would hate him forevermore. Love would die in her heart forever. He has, I think, five minutes to kiss her. He's got to do it. Guess who comes in? Snake man. Kisses her. Steals the kiss. You know what that means? Yeah. In five minutes, Sandra Bullock is going to realize that she's always hated him and leave him forever. Movie forgets about that. Right. Movie sort of loses track of it. It loses system. that. It should have because, yes. Right. Instead, Hercules goes back to the Roma woman and says, she drank the love potion number nine, but I didn't get the kiss in. The bad guy did. What do I do? Right. And she said, you have five minutes to kiss her. Right. And then whoever she loves most will win. She said, drink from the same cup, then kiss. Five minutes later, it will take effect. If your heart is willing and can be pleased, then wait and listen and you hear a song from the breeze. So, you know, if you're willing to fall in love and, uh, you know, five minutes after the big smooch, you'll hear this wind musical thing and whoosh, you're in love forever. But if your heart is stubborn and like the heart of a fool, you'll wait, hear nothing but taste the sweat of a mule. So, like, if you're an asshole and you're not willing to commit, then five minutes after the kiss, you'll taste mule sweat, which, you know, I imagine is pretty, pretty terrible. So, if I take this potion with Diane, I kiss her, five minutes later, assuming that she's still in love with me, number nine will override number eight, no matter how much Gary takes of number eight. That's assuming that she, she's in love with me. So, okay. that's the final rule. That's the new rule. Yeah. Okay. That's, like, rule, like, 3B. Okay, yeah. Of love potion number nine. Right. That's number nine. So we know that. He does manage to get the kiss in. Right. And six minutes later, she bursts out of the- It's important to the film that the love that ends up winning is magically induced. Yeah. They don't, the film somehow doesn't want there to be like love without some help from magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the bad guy, I think, ends up going to jail, but I don't remember why. He's, like, got a whole thing where he's got all this love potion. He's, like, bought up all the love yeah, potion in the state. Up. Yeah. What a wild movie. Let me Such ask you a, a question. Movie. But Before, now we can, yeah. now we can now go we back can do if it. you want. Well, we're, first we're going to have to take a break. Okay. But before that, <sighs> be I need to know, did you let me tell that whole Sarge story because you were genuinely interested in finding out what was going to happen? Like, what? Why? I've, ne I've never – you've never let me get through, like, a sentence. And then this one, you were just like in rapt attention. I like, I almost like couldn't finish telling the story because I was like waiting. I was waiting. It like worked on me because I was like <laughs> waiting to be interrupted. I just like have never got that far. I think once you told me that you were going to cut your own hero Heidegger down. <laughs> you wanted, that's what you wanted, wanted to hear. I wanted to see where it went. Yeah. He looked, he doesn't look great, yeah. does he? Doesn't look great. He's a diminished man. Yeah. And he's like sucking up to this philosopher who he thinks totally misinterpreted his work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a beloved philosopher who everyone sort of goes yeah. to. Everybody like likes the, Sarge. I also think it's like you want to say something smart. You say like, what's his name? Jean-Paul Sartre. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds smart when you say it. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we can dissect the magic system of this thing. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm, what would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? 
my own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of a infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bedfellows to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com bedfellows. See you there. Well, not me, but have fun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. We're back. Hello. Oh, you know what I wanted to say? What? Briefly, the thing that the trickster lady drinks, when she like dr- mainlines the- um, Oh yeah, it's like a big concentrated glob. The concentrated glob, and that's what makes all the men. It's a lot, it reminded me a lot of, um, have you seen TMNT2, The Secret of the Ooze? Yeah, but not since I was like seven. Remember when Shredder drinks the ooze? Kind of And then he out. becomes super Shredder? Yeah. That's just like that. Maybe it's the same thing. I think it's the same rules. Like so maybe we can like throw oh, that into our ooze? magic system. Yeah. We can bring ooze in. It's kind of like that. Turns you into, hmm. I guess on humans it has another effect. Yeah. On it. Well, no, Shredder's a human. Yeah, he, he's, it has the same effect on him. Well, it just makes him a bigger version of himself. With Bebop Buff. and Rocksteady, it turns them into like. Humanoids. It combines them with animals. Right, Pigman. No, sorry, I should say it's Takar and Razar in TMNT2, not Bebop and Rocksteady for some reason. Bebop, I hate to get into the TMNT ooze. Do you? But if we're going to include it in yeah. the love potion analysis, yeah. we should talk about how it works. The TMNT ooze right. splashed on splashed innocent on turtles. A, an animal. And innocent rat. Turns and them- in the process, turn them into sentient teenage yeah. ninjas. Though we should say that there are Not different the rat. The rat origin stories man. for the rat. Some people say that he was Arukusaki's pet rat, but some people say he was actually he his rival. either way. Yeah, but it's it matters because there's a question of whether the ooze acts differently on a human than it does on an animal. We'll get to that. Okay, yeah, but, but the splinter origin story is relevant because was splinter a rat who became a sentient rat or a person who became a rat person? No, no, no. He's definitely. There are two. There, no, I, do there's, not. There's no. There's no competition. There's no competing. There are two competing origin stories here. for Splinter. Well, one's wrong because if you're, if we're, let's look. I'm sorry. Let's. Not I want to get down to this. the fundamentals of the magic system of the O's first. Okay, you fine. splash it on an animal. The animal turns into a, se- a, a human, human version, version of, of itself. That right. Humanoid as well. Yes. So we can say that. Let's accept that. Okay? That's what happens with Takar. That's what happens with. Let's Razor. accept that. Right? Happens with Talkar, happens with Radar, happens with the four Ninja Turtles. Yes. We can assume it happened to Bebop and Rocksteady. It happens too. with Splinter in the version, in Let's the see. canon version where he's the pet rat. Yes. Yes. 
We can we never see Bebop and Rocksteady's origin story. Right. We can assume it happened to them. No, we do in the cartoon we see Bebop and Rocksteady, and that is actually relevant because in that it's two dudes who are just stooges <sighs> in the Foot Clan. So now this is the problem. And then they're put in with a warthog and a rhino. So that's like a combined. They are like so. Who combined. were the teen ninjas who got combined with the turtles? That now it's sad because it's like four missing teenagers. And a missing old man who is a, a, <laughs> presumably they're like sensei. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. And then if it happens when you do it on a human, it just turns them into like a buffer version of themselves. You know what? I got to angry. I, I got to say for a film that's well, called The, the Secret of the Ooze, angry. it sure doesn't do a good job of saying what the ooze does. Because you and well, I. It keeps the secret pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that's confusing. The yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady thing like throws off the whole like magic system because that's combining. Because I guess it does two things then. Yeah, it can either fly like combine you. Yeah, or like Genesis bomb like evolve you. Yeah, is it an evolution thing? Is that what it or is? Or it's like a, a like a barbarian rage drug. Yeah, if you're a human, I find that deeply troubling. So I think that's fine. I think there there's some. There's some tight parameters on that, right? Give it to an animal. It could do three The animal things. is a genesis. It does genesis bomb, super evolves the animal into a humanoid. Right. You give it to a human by themselves, they super evolve preserver. into a superhuman. So they that's go, ju- just super preserver. evolution. Yeah. The thing that's weird is when it's the combination. That's the thing that's weird. You put it in a, in a small room with both an animal and a human. Yeah, and they'll the fly-like combine into a super evolved animal. Like Bebop- It's not a super evolved animal. It's just- it's just, it, they have the same personality they did going in. We but don't know what where the personality think about it this way. of these. If you gave animal, that's uh, just the the an, the personalities that the Ninja Turtles and Splinter grow up with, like after they're oozed. Yeah, that's just their natural turtle and rat personalities. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I think we have a system here where it's super evolution. But think about it. Here's the thought experiment I want to give you. I think love potion number nine is or number one is just ooze. I think that is experiment that number one. Great. Thank you for. And now that's all relevant. We don't have to cut it. But Let's listen. try the ooze yeah. and see what happens. And we know what happens. But I, I need you to, to, to walk with me on this thought experiment. And that's why they called it love potion. Let me finish this. That's why they call it love potion number one, because you look at little wormy like martial arts master shredder and you're like that guy's like fit but like i'm not attracted i'm not attracted to him, to him. and then he takes the like buff drug yeah like the venom venom like from batman yeah juice and he turns all big and buff and ripped up and you're like that Makes me hot to trot. So that's love potion number one. Okay, sure. That wasn't my experience of watching TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze when Shredder takes the Super Shredder We have potion, to refine but, it, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> because it does make him buff and hot, yeah. but it also makes him like super villainously crazy. And, right, like, and we don't angry. want that. Right. Okay, so we need two through seven. So what can we either add or take away from Ooze for prototype number two? Probably take out the stuff that makes you mad. So two is buff. So one is buff and mad. Yeah. Two is just buff. Well, on a human. On a human. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'd have to give you this. <laughs> Listen. I think you can't take something out without adding something in. <laughs> so it's got two's got to be buff and something. Okay. And I think it's got to be something negative, but it can be something a little softer than like rage. Maybe it's like buff and inconsiderate. Buff and inconsiderate. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. Listen, thought experiment. Yeah. If you gave a warthog the ooze, what kind of a guy would you expect them to become? A bebop type guy, right? <sighs> they would become a bebop. That's exactly what they would become. I don't think so. A warthog is, I don't know a lot about warthogs, <laughs> but I know enough to know that they like looking for mushrooms Okay. in the woods. Yeah. So I think if you... Give ooze to a warthog without Fine. putting a man in there with it. Okay. It's going to evolve into... Like a truffle hunt. Snuffler. Like the safari hunter from Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> He's like, give me those mushrooms. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm singularly focused on getting mushrooms. Okay, fine. Then I shouldn't have brought up the thought experiment because I was going to say it seems like an inconsistency that you get bebop either way. It's sort of odd that turtles and rats have a latent, like martial arts aptitude no tanner i hate to i hate to have to spend time on this because it it's 
really only tangential to this film, though we I think it is clearly the source for Love Potion number one. Yeah. The the rat version of Splinter was we the pet rat I know. of but what about a the ninja turtles? master. And he mimicked the What about the turtles? Mo- taught by Splinter. Taught by Splinter. So they just when they were initially oozed, they just grew up to be teenage mutant turtles. Right. And Splinter The ninja them is not has nothing sure. to do the ooze is not That's not latent. It was latent for Splinter. Because he was learned in his like It was he was already that way. He was already a, a rat who could do ninja moves. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that a separate developed. question. Well that's I think just like um Shredder getting buffer. Exactly. Sort of develops something in you, you know. Okay. So that's potion number one and two. Yeah. Buffing mean buffing inconsiderate. Three, I think what we can do is like inconsiderate's not good, you know? We want that to be good. Yeah. But I think we're then we're gonna have to take away buff. So let's come up with something a little softer that's good than for buff. Yeah. And a little softer that's bad for inconsiderate. So maybe you're like What about like tan? Yeah, like really tan. Tan. <laughs> Like, you look like you've been at the beach all summer. Tan but forgetful. Sure. Yeah. That's nice. Four, and we're still, like, refining the ooze here. Mm-hmm. What's sort of, like, traditionally attractive? Maybe you have, like, really nice teeth. That it worked for Sandra. Yeah. But the, the thing, I think something we're forgetting is at some point, by the time it gets to love potion number eight, it's not actually changing you at all. It's changing No, I know. I think that's people. why it's, we're sort of diluting the ooze. Yeah. We're trying to get from Shredder to Sandra Bullock. In this movie, yeah, pre makeover, okay, you know? yeah, yeah, it's like one and of that those... happens over the course of not eight potions, yeah. So we soften up. We've got nice teeth, and we are like, um, like sometimes leave the seat up or whatever, you know, right. And then for five, it's like no physical change, nothing. You just stay the same. And Eventually, five is I just think by eight, everyone's on number five. I think, oh yeah, we're all on number that's like five. Coca- they like put that in Coca Cola, yeah, like they're putting that <laughs> in the drinking water. You yeah, know? that's just you're just who you are. Yeah. And so now we can start just changing something about how other people perceive you. And I think by that point, the love potion is like the ooze has become so diluted that it's like it's hard to even know what the machinations are. Yeah. But they've become non-physical and non-apparent. And they've moved into the like the realm of like auditory, you know, you sort of like you become insatiable or you become like attractive to everyone around you. But it's at the, the cost of your own morals and principles. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And then we're just a hop, skip, nuanced. and a jump. Yeah. That, and that's beautiful. I just looked up the lyrics for um, Love Potion number nine to see if it could help. Yeah. And what does it say? It's mostly about the Roma woman on 34th and Vine. <sighs> okay. What so, is, it? Is, is there any insights? The song is wrong. It is okay. only about the first five minutes of the movie. It's about a guy who goes to a Roma woman and is like, I am having Do trouble in love. Do they get into love potions love. number one through eight at all? Well, in the song, the Roma woman says, what you need is love potion number nine, which is not what happens in the movie. No, she, she says gives number him number eight, eight. It's very important. He's not ready for nine. Film. He's not ready for nine. And in fact, you kind of don't ever want nine, really. It's a pretty rare circumstance where you would want nine. Nine is... Nine is a tough one. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like compelling love that already exists. Yeah. But then you shouldn't need to. Yeah, it's a tough one. She gives him eight. And then what's the song say about the ooze and number one? And does it get into like the personalities behind any of the mutants? Um, there's something where he starts kissing everything in sight and then he kisses a cop and then he breaks the bottle. Who does that? Shredder? I think it's from the point of view of Shredder. Yeah. Is, is it Arukusaki? Is that his real so name? Trouble. That's why he's so angry. Jack. Yeah. We're going to get kicked out of here in negative three minutes. Yeah. Sandra Bullock uses love potion number eight to manipulate men and worm her way into a position of power where she is dating the Prince of England. The Prince of England. It's not. Yeah. Got the the most comically foppish yeah. like British accent in the world. He's yeah. so good. He did such a good job <laughs> being a very, he was very convincing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You look familiar. I'm the Prince of England. <laughs> oh. oh, Paul, we're going to a, a charity arts auction tonight. Would you like to come? You're not speaking. Why aren't you speaking? You notice Diane isn't speaking. 
Oh, you're playing the mute game again, aren't you? Yes, you are. <laughs> She's playing the mute game again. Really? <laughs> uh, he's an American. Oh, really? He crushed it. Yeah. He just, it's not even the accent. It's Jamie's just like, he does something to his face that's like very British. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good at it. She puts her, she installs herself in a position of power. She's been offered this opportunity to become a princess. Right. And as you can imagine, that would be, well, it was, it happened. It's mm-hmm. tabloid news when a British prince decides to marry uh, an American like citizen. Yeah. And there is a sort of entertainment tonight like news story mm-hmm. at the 53 minute and 55 second mark. Right. And I thought you and I have some experience as dudes. Yep. Branding consultants. Mm-hmm. I think PR consultants. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Who wouldn't go to us for PR? And I think it's time we bring in the two prude uh, segment producer consultants. Okay, sure. Yeah, I love that. Two prude segment producer consultants. That's got a real ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what she says, and I think we can kind of help her, the 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 news anchor. Yeah. Here's the story. Okay, and I think yeah. we can help her kind of like splash this up. Give it to me. Yeah. Prince Jeffrey may be turning in his wicked, wicked ways for American monkey psychiatrist Diane Farrell. Miss Farrell, who as a comparative psychobiologist has had considerable experience taming wild beasts, has tamed the untamable king of the jungle, Prince Jeffrey of York. As far as Buckingham Palace is concerned, sources tell us the queen mum is staying mum until she gets to meet the pretty American psychologist. Okay, so... We can fix this. I think we need to. The copy here is terrible. I think we need to. Are we prude or are we crude? So what? So you want these guys to make this sexier? Is that your idea here? I think this is too veiled. Okay. <laughs> I think we need if we're want if we want to move units. You want to sex it up. I've been hired to come in and make <laughs> this bring eyeballs to your show, right? Okay. You want me to make you like a twenty second stinger? Great. Okay, let me start off right now. I think Jeffrey, and no offense, I, I have a father named Jeffrey. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like a... Not a cool name. It, it's not working for me. So can we find Jeff. a um, something that alliterates with prince, but that is kind of horny? Oh, yeah. Like the prurient prince? Like the prince of pricks, or like... <laughs> that's, a, that, that's going a little far, because I think we still want to tittle it. What yeah. about prurient? Because yeah. that, like, nobody really knows what that means. What I love about means. prurient is I have no idea what it means. Yeah. It, <laughs> it means having or encouraging an excessive interest in sexual matters. Sure. That's perfect for us. And maybe we could be the, the two prurient PR consultants or segment producers. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the prurient prince. Prurient prince, and then we want to give him another name? Or could we just call him the prurient prince? It does feel like it needs a third thing. Of pricks. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine, I'll allow it. The Prurient Prince of Pricks. And this, then it says, maybe turning in his wicked, wicked ways, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I th- although I think it's like, um, wicked is one of those words where it could mean a lot of things. It yeah. could mean like, you know, like he made an agreement with a witch to like curse a baby. Yeah. Who's, who he oh, right. was yeah, going to yeah. be too and that beautiful would be a, someday. A turnoff. Yeah. For most. Yeah. I think we want to say, like, turning in his, like, horny, horny ways or something, you know? Perfect. That's perfect. And a lot of people would think we would want to use a second adjective, but I think the repetition is Horny, horny feels right, too, though, you know? It feels good in your mouth saying it twice. Okay. And so I think describing... So the next line is, for American monkey psychiatrist Diane Farrow, that immediately... good. Okay. Yeah. That worked for you. (laughs) You don't like it? It, it, it kind of took me out of the mood. After horny, horny, I wasn't expecting you're right, you're monkey right. psychiatrist. Yeah. After horny, horny, it's not good. What rhymes with ape? Maybe it could be like... Ape babe? Ape babe. <laughs> that's good. It kind of sounds like she is an ape. And let's say... Sa- that's okay. Yeah. And okay. let's say Sandra Bullock, because no one knows who Diane Farrow okay. is. Okay. For American ape babe... Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. No one knows who Diane Farrow is. That doesn't mean anything. Chimp pimp? I mean, she does sort of cause two chimps to have sex what? early yeah. in the movie. So she is kind of a chimp. Pimp. Do you like that better than ape babe? Because chimp pimp. I think 
Honestly, it sounds like she's not a monk. Later, they say the pretty American psychologist, so I think we can always come back to Ape Babe. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're ditching Ape Babe, but folks who got attached to Ape Babe, which I could understand that you would, don't worry. Yeah, it's coming back. Miss Pharaoh, I guess we, I guess we just should just say the chimp pimp. You could say Miss Bullock. We could, but yeah, I feel like that's a little formal for us. Sandy. Sandy. Who has a comparative psychobiologist? That's nothing to me. Let's say, um, how do we sex up comparative psychobiology? Sexobiology? I like sexobiology. What about, com how about comparative? Mm, that's too much for me. And I know <laughs> that you plussed my idea, and then I feel bad kind of like nagging your idea, but I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, I, I'm fine with you hating it, but you're going to have no, to come be I constructive. Think you're right. I, you know what? I, now that I've, I'm looking at it, I'll just say comparative it out loud. sexobiology. Yeah, it's that's grabby. Yeah, it's grabby, and I okay. I don't like it, but we're, but I, I I can see when an idea is good, and I have to admit that. Okay, so but then I do think we want to saw. Then I do think we're going to go back to Miss Bullock. Yeah, Miss Bullock as a comparative sexobiologist okay. has had considerable experience taming wild beasts. That doesn't make much sense. What about just has had considerable experience? Makes it sound like it's a job application. <laughs> like her resume. <laughs> what does she have con considerable experience with? Making monkeys hump. What about in her field? Of making monkeys hump. Sure. We were trying to make this a little hot, right? Well, her field is sexobiology. So if you say she has had... Has considerable experience... In her field, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Good. This is a run-on sentence, so we need to say that Ms. she... Bullock, who has... Who has... Who as a... Comparative sexobiologist has considerable experience in her field, comma, has you know tamed, I mean. yeah, comma, if you know what I mean, comma, mm -hmm. has tamed the untamable king of the jungle. That doesn't make any sense. Pring Jeffrey. That doesn't make any sense for no the movie because no. he's the prince of England and he's like yeah. quite a dandy. Yeah, he's the probably king never of the been to a jungle in his life. They definitely need our help here. Has tamed the untamable king of the jungle, Prince Jeffrey of York. About has. What's dirty, but like not so dirty? Hand job. <laughs> you, that's not what you meant. <laughs> um, like first base. What's first? I don't know the bases. Okay. There seems to be a lot of gray area between the bases. It's something I hate to speculate on. Uh, what about just is rounding the bases with? Is rapidly rounding the bases. I, here's, what, here's what I love is they had sort of a nonsensical metaphor about him being the king of the jungle. In here. Yeah, so we got we're going to take that. that out. Yeah, and we're going to replace it with a nonsensical metaphor about baseball. Perfect. It's rapidly rounding the bases, and now we can just say we can say like baseball with, king. How something. about like the bing, with the big the big bomb? What was Babe Ruth called? The big bopper? No, no, the bambino. Yeah, with the bambino of, and then something like. With the Bambino of, of Britain. Of Britain. The baseball Bambino of Britain. That's beautiful. <laughs> and that's kind of sexy, too, if you think about what rounding the bases mean. Comma, Prince Jeffrey of York. So can you read that sentence back to me? I'm worried it's long, but I think it's actually probably okay. I think it's going to sound great. Ready? Yeah. Whole sentence. Miss Bullock. Miss Bullock, who is a comparative sexobiologist, has had considerable experience in her field, if you know what I mean. It's a confusing sentence. Miss Bullock, yeah. who as a comparative sexobiologist has considerable experience in her field, if you know what I mean. I think we just have has to tamed say... tamed the untamable king of... And she's. Okay, so that's going to work. It's all, uh, Trust me on this at that's that fine. scans. Yeah. We just need a final sentence to land this. Which the sentence is, as far as Buckingham Palace is concerned, sources tell us the Queen Mum is staying mum. Not bad. That's great. So we want to keep that structure, but different words. Until she gets to meet the pretty American psychologist. And that's where we can put it in eight, babe, I think. I want to throw something out at you right now. It's a little crude, but sometimes you need a blunt instrument. Yeah. As far as fucking him palace is concerned. Great. <laughs> um, sources tell us the queen mum is staying mum until she gets to meet the pretty American ape, babe. <laughs> right, so we need American Ape Babe because we did promise. Yeah. I think if we can do something with that beat, Queen Mum is staying mum. How about like, 
This is just sort of a different joke, but we could say Queen Mum is saying um. <laughs> or we can we could sort of imply that the Queen Mum no, the Queen Mum would be really angry, wouldn't she? Yeah, I kinda like saying um. Or yum. Yum. Well that's what I was gonna say. Maybe the Queen Mum is sort of attracted to Yeah, why not? Sandra She's too. an ape babe. Okay, I think we got it here. You want me to read this back to you? And do you want me to read it back to you in like a The news? Queen Mum is saying yum about the pretty American ape yeah. babe. Great, perfect. Let's read the whole thing back. Do you want me, do you need me to try to do like newscaster for yeah, this? Yeah, please. Okay. The prurient Prince of Pricks may be turning in his horny, horny ways for American chimp pimp Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Good. Miss Bullock, who is a comparative sexobiologist, has had considerable experience in her field, if you know what I mean. And she's rapidly rounding the bases with the baseball bambino of Britain, Prince Geoffrey of York. As far as Fuckingham Palace is concerned, sources tell us the Queen Mum is saying, young, until she gets to meet the pretty American ape babe. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wow, I would watch that news network. <laughs> that and that's leading the hour. Yeah, and I'll take off now. I'll just collect my <laughs> yeah fee. What are we now? The uh, prurient, the two prurient segment segment producer yeah. consultant. I think we're going to be seeing more from these guys. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right, Jack. Yeah. You the bet has resolved. Yeah. It's 12.47. Yeah, people didn't know we had a bet. The 12.30 window has come and gone. Yeah. We were thought we were going to get kicked out. We haven't. Yeah. We can I bet really that stretch out our legs that now. We are the only people who ever book this recording booth and actually use it. And that I also bet that sometimes people book it and don't use it. Maybe they just come to, like, nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. What else we have to do? Uh, I think we mostly have to get out of here unless you want to do a quick burn. I, my burn was the news announcer calling. That's great. American you know what? As just kind of putting myself into the uh, headspace of somebody who's editing this, I'm going to be really thrilled if I don't have to add another burn. No burns for me this week. That's what's going to happen. We're going to leave. We're going to go. Done. We're done. We're out of the world. We're, yeah. The summer is over. The summer, like all the good leaves things, are turning, has come to an end. The air is getting frigid. Kids are going back to school. Kids are back in school. Yeah. Uh, basketball season's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Football season just started. And that means we have to leave Sandra Bullock behind. Yeah. Now, we have a list. Yeah. You and I sort of generated a quick list. Yeah. Let's take a look at what we generated. You came at me with... Autumn of Aubrey. Autumn of Aubrey. I thought you meant Aubrey Plaza. You meant Aubrey Hepburn. Don't want to watch Aubrey Hepburn movies. Too boring. Are they both Aubrey or is one of them Audrey? Don't know. Yeah. I think Audrey Hepburn is maybe Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Rachel McAdams. That's you. Yeah. Gary Marshfall. Gary Marshfall, if we want to go director. That's pretty good. And there are some there are a lot of those movies. We've done a few of them. We've done a couple, yeah. Yeah. Hanksgiving. Oh, so good. Perfect. Ryan F- Ryan Falsling. <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. Um what the, else do we have? Well, I pitched Q three with Julie. Q Q three with Julie. Uh Roberts. Uh, Roberts. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. You did Spooky J Loween. Spooky J Loween is fucking great too. That That's was in me there. as well. Yeah. Um, what are, we had another one. Oh, uh, Chris Rock. What was your rock block? Rocktober. Rocktober. Yeah. We could do Chris Rock's movies. Yeah. His, um, R- romantic movies. movies. There aren't a lot, but there's enough to fill Two? a rocktober. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, and then we will have decided on one of those by next week. Yeah. Well, uh, or, or something else, but it's going to be a content block. We're headed a, into another one for the fall. Yeah, for the fall. Keeps us honest. It keeps us honest. Yeah. I like a content block. I think we like content blocks now. And, you know, I think... No one's complained. It helps us really stay focused on romance, which I think is (laughs) helpful for sort of the core mission of the show. Yeah. Perfect. This is a love story. Yeah, this is a romance. Uh, It's a fun... uh, You know what? I'll tell you, if you're thinking about whether or not to watch this movie or not, it's a lot better than the Rotten Tomatoes score thinks it it's, is. It's, it's like a weird movie and it's bizarre and it's more like a Disney movie than an actual like movie. Yeah, but, but it's pretty fun. It's pretty well written and funny. Yeah, and Sandra's in it. She's great. Yeah. Um, and, and thus the summer of Sandra came to an end. Yeah. I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me this week. You're welcome. I'd like to thank the Bee Babies and the Bug Babies and the Baby Nation so very much for bearing with us. We love you. Hey. Yeah, I love you. 
kiss you. Yeah, I kissed you. I would like to say that everybody has to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We sing the descriptions. Uh, thank you to everybody who's done it. We really appreciate having you in there. We really like making those episodes. And yeah. uh, we would like to have more people listen to them uh, because they're good. And also it helps to support the show. So check it out. If you've been waiting to pull the trigger, now is a great time to jump in. We're really cooking with gas on the TGIF shows. And you don't have to watch them because we describe them in song sometimes. Yeah. Most times. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Join the Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. Hey, why not write and review the show? It helps. Thank you to people who have done that. Just go that. do it. Share it with a friend, too. Get off your ass. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what Tanner said, but in a nice way. For free every week, and you do shut jack shit for us. <laughs> Perfect. Buy the merch, too. I've realized if I go too long, you start insulting the <laughs> listeners and undo all the work that I've done. <laughs> I'm helping so, you. It's a lesson for me to keep it concise. All that remains is for me to say that this week watched film, film film we watched was of course called Love Potion Number no. Nine by Sandra Bullock and Hercules. Next week it's uh, who knows? You'll know. We'll know. But we Someone don't know knows. now. So it's something. It's yeah. Hanktober. We'll find out. Wasn't I, even one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. Um, all that remains now is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Green. And I hope you find your chemistry ever after. We might be childhood friends.